Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Up Your Confidence podcast. This will be a podcast conversation for and by women to equip, empower, and elevate us to up your confidence every day to live our God-given potential. And now, here is your host. Everyone, welcome to Up Your Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Lizette, you know. This is a podcast conversation to equip, empower, and elevate us uh, to up our confidence every day and live our God-given potential. Today, our topic is going to be around resiliency rooted in faith. So resiliency isn't something we were born with or without. It's a skill we can acquire and sharpen at any time. And one of our main ways to do that is by practicing acceptance every day. In fact, your upbringing has everything to do with how resilient you can be. I recently was sent a picture of me at age 10 or 12 in our first or maybe our second apartment back home in Benin, West Africa. When I saw that picture, it reminded me of how of our humble beginning as a family. I grew up in a neighborhood, very poor neighborhood, not middle class, very poor neighborhood. Most of my neighbor barely could have, could eat twice a day. My parents were in young adults starting their career. And my dad just started his business a couple of years back. So you can imagine very humble beginning. This picture reminds me why I remain resilient because of my early year. We were taught that we can do so much with so little and we never complain about the little that we have. Those years made me who I am today and the reason why I'm resilient. So today I'm really excited of our conversation and uh, I'm excited to bring my friend. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce herself. Her name is, I wanna introduce my friend, Lisa Mary Pepe. Lisa is a confidence coach and online visibility expert for passionate and purpose-driven entrepreneur. She's a five-time number one international selling author and co-creator of the Art of Unlearning Ontology Series, Mindset Mastery for Entrepreneur also a motivational speaker and a podcast host. She hosts the Resiliency Factor with Lisa Merrin. She's a trained at the graduate level in both educational and and with over three years of experience as a successful virtual assistant and social media manager. Lisa empowered her client to fully embrace the unique gift and talent by providing them with the skill they need to develop rock solid confidence, become vibrantly visible online and transform their wisdom into wealth. She has been featured in Forbes, the Huffington Post, Tribe Global, YFS and several other noteworthy publications. Lisa has also appeared as a special guest expert on over 80 international Tele Summit and has been interviewed on dozens of highly regarded podcasts such as The Stellar Life, The Big Movement, Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self, and Women in Leadership. So let's get in this conversation with Lisa. Thank you. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Up Your Confidence podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. And uh, a little story about how I met Lisa. You know, Lisa and I, we were in a pay to podcast together and uh, she, her podcast is called The Resilient Factor. And uh, I just, we just connect right away because resiliency is something that I'm really passionate about. You know, my podcast is about confidence and uh, Lisa should tell us more about herself. But I totally was like, you got to come on the podcast and we need to talk about resiliency. So I'm super excited to have you here today. So how are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing okay. Thanks. Thanks for having me. 
cool. Can you spend some time and introduce yourself? You know, what have you been doing? I know you're a confidence coach. You know, tell us a little bit about that. And what is your podcast about before we get into the good conversation on uh, resiliency? Sure, sure. So, yes, um, confidence coaching is one piece of what I do. So as an online entrepreneur, I work with other passionate and purpose-driven entrepreneurs and primarily helping them to develop what I like to call rock-solid confidence, uh, teach them as well um, how to be vibrantly visible online, and of course, taking that beautiful wisdom and transforming it into wealth. So those are the three pillars upon which my coaching is founded. It's confidence, visibility, and wealth. And in that order, actually, because sometimes I feel like the order gets mixed up in the online marketing world. People only want to talk about making money, making money, and that's wonderful. But if you're not confident, you're not going to be visible. And if you're not visible, you're not going to make money. It's just plain and simple. In the online world, that's the way it works. And this business is now about five years old, I would say about four years with that particular niche of combining confidence and visibility and then wealth creation, um, you know, combining the three, because I love, I love all three. So it's hard for me just to separate, you know, one of the pieces out, like I was saying, and the name of my podcast, which I just launched is called The Resiliency Factor. And it's where we have real, raw, vulnerable, and unscripted conversations with real entrepreneurs all around the globe, um, with resilient entrepreneurs all around the globe. And it's been a really incredible experience so far. Yes, I'm sure. And uh, I want us to talk about resiliency because I believe just like confidence, there's actually a parallel, you know, I feel like resiliency is a muscle that you have to build, you know, I've read an article a couple of years ago, and it really touched me how we usually don't even know if we're resilient, you know, until we go through things, right? So talk to me a little bit about, you know, how did you come about even resiliency and why do you feel resiliency is important? And what is the resiliency factor we need to have? <laughs> yeah, so all those questions are great questions. And let me just sort of like try to, you know, break it apart and figure out if I can answer sort of one piece at a time for you. So resiliency for me, the way that I define it actually, uh, has definitely, it's transformed over the years. Um, I think of myself as highly resilient. Uh, nowadays, I didn't always feel that way. Um, in my teens, my 20s, even my early 30s, I felt a great deal of, um, what I'm looking for, like a lack of resiliency, a lack of self-confidence, a lack of self-esteem. And so even the littlest thing that went wrong could really throw me off for a day or a week or even a few months. Um, I was super sensitive to everything. I always wanted to be perfect at everything I did. And so like getting a B plus instead of an A on a, you know, graduate level, you know, exam uh, was something that would really like hurt me deeply. Like I would feel like I failed somehow. And so what I realized in the last, I don't know, maybe 15 years or so, since I really started doing work on myself, meaning not being afraid to really look at my fears and my, you know, little, you know, gremlins in my head that we all have from time to time, but really attacking them head on and, and going to therapy, going uh, to different healers that I needed to work with, you know, being uh, definitely aligned with God and praying a lot. I've been doing that work for a very long time. And I think it's why I'm resilient now. And this year, COVID aside, this year has been the most challenging year of my life. Because in February, I lost my mom. And that was devastating. And yet I still was able to, you know, sort of keep myself together, um, continue on with my business, 
Uh, in fact, my business flourished this year, which again is kind of ironic when you look at all of the really catastrophic things that are happening in the world. And again, like my own personal world was falling apart. You know, my mom passed away and then uh, I wound up, you know, breaking my foot during COVID and my car was stolen. And it was just a bunch of things that kept happening. And at some point, I just kind of looked up at God and I was like, you must have some kind of like sick sense of humor because I mean, to have that all happen in like a nine week period was, was a lot to take in. But the beautiful thing was that I had so much support and so much love and so much um, guidance. Like there were so many people who were really loving me and supporting me through it. And that was my online family. It was you know, the people that I've created relationships with and they were there for me. And so I feel like between my faith and between the work I've done and then the people that I've cultivated relationships with, it's helped me to be incredibly resilient, um, which is the ability to experience, you know, life's, you know, untimed curveballs that come at us. They come at us fast and hard and out of nowhere sometimes. I mean, my mom passed suddenly. That was nothing any of us were prepared for. Um, it's knowing that no matter how many times I get knocked down, I'm going to get up one more time. And I know that sounds cliche, but that's really what it's about because we're all going to get knocked down, all of us. And we can choose to stay down, which is what I did in my 20s, in my 30s, early 30s. Uh, one thing would knock me down and I would be down for months, right? I would, I would be incredibly depressed for months. I would feel incredibly anxious for months. I feel like my whole graduate level experience, at least when I was doing my second master's in psychology, I feel like I went through th like two and a half years of just chronic anxiety and chronic worry and chronic depression. Like I think I cried every day and I think like, whoa, what a difference between then and now. And the only thing I have to go on in terms of what's changed is I've changed. I've made changes in my thinking and in my perception of the way that I view myself and view the world. Mm, I have so much question about that. Uh, one other question that I have is, do you think for resiliency, because you mentioned about uh, you had to change, right? And so do you think it's a mindset, um, a, a mind, a mind, I don't want to say mindset game, but is it a mindset shift? The, is the work have to start with the mindset first? Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. Yes. It always has to start within your own mind. And if you can't get a handle on your own thoughts and on the things that are coming into your mind and into your head, uh, you need to do some work there because that's where it all starts and where it all ends. And so the most successful people in the world are those who truly have learned to master their thoughts. It doesn't mean that they don't have bad thoughts or they don't think bad things sometimes. We all do. We can go down a rabbit hole very, very easily, very quickly if we're not careful. Um, even starting my podcast, it caused a little bit of anxiety in me. I felt a little unsure of myself. I felt a little bit uncertain. And so it was like these kind of old feelings were emerging of anxiety. I mean, not to the extent that I was like paralyzed by it, but, you know, again, if we're not keeping an eye on it and kind of letting it know that we're in charge, essentially, then it can wreak havoc. Our, our minds are so intricate and they're so beautiful, but they can also be quite dangerous, essentially. Like if we allow that to happen. Um, so you do, you have to make a very conscientious effort to get rid of the negative thoughts or figure out where they're coming from and then eliminate the source of where they're coming from and then replace them with other thoughts that are more positive and affirming and empowering because that space that's in your mind is, it needs to be filled with something. So if you're not 
you're not filling it with good things, chances are all the bad things are going to sort of seep in and just kind of creep in. So you have to be vigilant about it. It's, it's like a daily practice, essentially. Just like, you know, brushing your teeth and taking a shower and personal hygiene, you know, is, is essential. Well, so is taking care of your mind. It's like taking care of your body, but it's actually probably more important. Totally, totally. All right. So I really love that you mentioned about daily practice. And I want to hone in a little bit more about on that, uh, Lisa, Lisa Marie, because uh, I, I know that personally I've, uh, I've dealt with uh, anxiety and depression just last year after I had my, uh, my son, you know, and the negative thought, we always have it low key, right? And mm -hmm. I, I do meditate, you know, I do my yoga, I have my daily mm -hmm. practice. But what do you think has been really helpful for you to make that big shift that you mentioned about, you know, what, what are your daily practice? Because I want the folks that are listening to us or watching us, you know, to, to just have like tactical, you know, things that, yeah. Like what can they actually do to yeah, help what, themselves? Exactly. Yeah. So when I really think back to when I was suffering through severe depression, severe anxiety, what I always came back to was that it was my own thoughts that were producing the uncomfortable sensations in my body, right? So everybody knows what anxiety feels like. Many people know what a panic attack feels like, and they're not fun. They feel pretty god awful, actually. And so looking back and re reflecting on when I was going through that really significantly, I know now that it was always a thought first that triggered the emotion and then the physical response. And it was true even when I was depressed, right? I would often speak really poorly about myself to myself. So self-talk is really, really crucial that so much so that if you don't get a handle on it, I really think it's like, for me, when I look at it, I think as... I think as though if we cannot master our thoughts and get a handle on our own self-talk, I feel like that's when really bad things happen. And not just to us as individuals, but to the family, to the community, to the, you know, the larger society, to the world, right? Like it's all tied in. So I feel like if we could each just get a handle on ourselves and by that, and I'll explain what I mean by get a handle on your thoughts, right? Because it's kind of a, a like, you know. Um, get a handle on your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, like get a handle on your thoughts. It's like a title of a good book, right? Get a handle on your thoughts. Um, but essentially what it is, it's recognizing that, you know, your thought pattern will inevitably reflect or trigger an emotional response. So it's not like the emotion happens first, and then we go, oh God, like why am I shaking all of a sudden? It's not usually what happens. Usually we say something like, oh my God, this is bad. What if I fail this exam? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Until the emotion of anxiety gets triggered and then we feel it in our body. We feel the anxiety, the sweating, the heart racing, the inability to breathe. Sometimes we feel like we're going crazy for having a panic attack. These are all very normal, common things that people will say when they've had a panic attack. And I know that because, well, I've had them. So what changed for me significantly was the way that I spoke about myself to myself. Yes. And I had to be very intentional about it. And it started off with me literally writing positive I am statements. Even when I was going through a rough time or I was at a really crappy job and you know, of course, there was nothing there to make me feel good about my self-esteem. I started taking a, a big pen, just a regular pen, and whatever I could find. And there were days I didn't even have paper. I only had the palm of my hand. And I would literally, like while I was working, I would just start writing. But I would always write something very positive. It was always like, I love you, or I am okay, or God is with me. You know, very positive gentle, healing, comforting thoughts. Wow. And 
I decided that I would try this little exercise. So I wrote out uh, very specific I am statements that were very personal to me, that meant a lot to me, that made me feel good about me. And I didn't believe them all at first. Like I am happy, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm blessed, I'm wealthy, I'm abundant, I'm on purpose, I'm prolific. Can you tell that I know these like the back (laughs) of my hand? Because I recite them every day for at least 45 minutes. Wow. And let me tell you how I do this. So I know that everybody's pressed for time, myself included. I don't have an hour to pray, an hour to meditate, an hour to exercise, an hour to do positive affirmations, right? I have to sort of, I have to bundle the things that I do. So given that I have a a background in human behavior and, you know, psychology and learning and all of this, I said, you know what? I've often studied when I worked out. So if I were on a bike or on a elliptical rider, I would study for exams that way. And I discovered that I did really well in the exams that I studied for when I was in this like heightened state of awareness. So while I was exercising, like fresh blood is pumping, fresh oxygen is pumping, you're alert, you're awake, you're very much like alert to see like what you're reading and understanding it. So I would exercise and I would study. And this is something I just discovered years ago. And lo and behold, I always did really well on all these exams and tests. So as I was growing through my own struggle of, you know, negative self-talk and everything, I thought, what if I exercised and instead of reading or instead of watching TV or even listening to music, what if I just started reciting these positive I am statements over and over and over and over again? I thought, well, let me, let me try it. So this was about five years ago. I started using an elliptical rider in my home. I bought an elliptical rider. I started using it and I put it in front of a blank wall and I wrote out all my affirmations on these beautiful like post-it notes, but they were like shapes. They were like cutouts. So I had like butterfly ones and hearts and stuff like that. And I wrote them all out in, in black marker. Like I just wrote them out. I am happy. I am healthy. I am strong. And I posted them. I just posted them right in front of my vision so I could see them while I was working out. So I would use music and I do enjoy listening to music when I work out, but I would use music that was also very like empowering and uplifting and didn't necessarily have words. So an example would be like the Rocky Four soundtrack. I know that sounds so funny, but like Anyone who's ever seen Rocky IV, oh, oh yeah, it's it's like a it's like a really like yeah like pumped up like yes. there's a whole section in between there where he's like he's like training in the mountains. Mm-hmm. That music is so powerful. So like yeah. I would listen to a song like that while it's even I'm be like, chill, just listen, just think yeah. about that song. That's a, that I know, music right? It's called like... it's called training montage oh. actually, which is really cool. So I thought I'm going to put on training montage because it's amazing, like beat to it. Amazing song. You visualize the movie. And I started saying, I just, I started reading, right. And I'm on my elliptical and I'm going not with the arms because I still have a shoulder problem, but I'm moving my legs. My arms are stationary and I'm like, I am healthy. I am strong. I am blessed. I am wealthy. And I just kept reading them over and over and over and over again. Well, eventually you just memorize them, right? It's just, that's going to happen automatically. So I realized that as I was doing this, I was actually feeling really good in spite of having chronic pain, in spite of having, you know, these other issues I was dealing with in my body. I realized that I was just so much calmer during the day. I was more productive. I was more energetic. Um, I genuinely really started to like myself. And I don't mean love myself just because everybody talks about self-love and you should love yourself. I really started to like myself. And I think there's, there's a really, there's a fine line, but I think there's a significant difference Yes, totally. because again, self-love, self-love, it's wonderful and it's beautiful, but a lot of us talk about it, but what does it really mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, liking myself meant that I can enjoy my own company. 
Mm. It meant that I could do things that I'd never thought I could do. Maybe if I found the courage to hop on a train and go into New York City by myself all of a sudden, right? It was this newfound confidence, reassurance, um, feeling like I'm okay. Like I'm going to be okay. No matter what fearless. happens. You're really fearless. Yeah. Like I'm going to be okay. Like bad stuff is going to happen and we can't pretend that it doesn't. We can't pretend we don't get sad or we don't get angry. We're human. Mm. And I think some, sometimes like this, this highly spiritual community or the highly, um, that's what I'm looking for. I'm going to, well, woo-woo, right? People refer to themselves as woo-woo, right? That's yeah. a thing. Um, conversation might be classified as a woo-woo conversation. That's the reason why I asked for like tactical things. Exactly, know? right. So a lot of the times, you know, when we ascribe to those sort of principles, we think it means we're never supposed to get angry. We're never right. supposed to get sad. We're always supposed to take the high road and we're just supposed to meditate it all the way, all the time. <laughs> and while that would be beautiful, the truth is we are human. Right. There are things that are going to knock us down. Maybe we cry. Maybe we get angry and scream into a pillow. I always say, whatever you do, just don't hurt yourself physically and don't hurt anybody else physically. Like that's it. Other than that, do whatever makes you freaking happy. If you need to go and buy yourself flowers and, and bring them home and put them on the table to make yourself feel good, then go do it. If you need to sit down and journal, go do that. If you need to exercise, go do that. Do what's going to make you feel good internally and externally. But I'm telling you, writing out those words and then saying them repeatedly while I'm pairing really powerful music and uplifting music and my body's moving and my mind is alert, it's like, it worked. Like, it worked. I mean, so that's, that's a very tangible thing people can do. That's a great recipe because I can testify that each of those individually works for me because I, exactly. I am a strong person that believe in uh, self-affirmation, you know, yes. and yes. self-love and I, yes. I'm a techie person. So I have an app, you know, that I look yep. at, you know, and when I used to go in office and things are really going crazy, I just get into myself, look at my little app. And then it's telling me, you know, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm, I'm okay, you know, and it just bring you a quick instant gratification of positivity, you know, to get you. Because one of the things that I always say is, yeah, it's okay for us to get mad or be unhappy or be, you know, uh, sad, but you cannot dwell in the sadness. You know, it's not really healthy for you to dwell in the sadness. So I'm always like rent start, rent end, you know, sadness starts, sadness end. So So you have to equip yourself as a human being to know, you know, uh, what are the, usually what I say is what are the five things that you like to do? And, you know, and those five things is really different for everybody, you know, and I know my five things. And then I know for a fact that when to get going and things are really crazy and I'm really feeling down because we are always going to feel down for some reason. Right. And the feeling down is really based on our expectation. So you got to manage your yeah. expectation. You have to learn to be grateful for, zero expectations. So anything that, that is about that is always make you happy. But when the going gets tough, what are the five things that you can do? And once you find, at least for me, you know, when, mm-hmm. once I found those five things, it make me easily kind of like recover, you know? So from the listening to music, that's why I said all the, those three combination work for me individually, you know, because if I get to listen to music, there's something about listening to music that just make me forget what's the reality happening. And I allow mm-hmm. myself to just go in that world, in that realm, you know, and, and, and find peace and then walking out also, you know, do help me. So any combination, you know, if I'm able to meditate while I'm walking or listen to music while I'm walking, you know, so, so the fact that you mentioned that, you know, you get to do the affirmation, you listen to music and then you're walking out. I'm like, this is a triple. Uh, triple it's a triple friend. decker. Like you can't, 
you, like you said, individually, all those things are going to be amazing for you, right? Exercise is great for your mind and body. You know, listening to music is awesome. I've always listened to music as well. Whenever I was going through a hard time, I would have like beautiful Christian music I would listen to. I'd have all different kinds of music. You know, I had my angry music, you know, my, my Eminem music, you know, my Rihanna music, my angry music, you know. Um, and it, yeah, it's interesting. And like you said, and then just even doing like the affirmations out loud in front of the American work. So I honestly was like, I'm just going to put them all together and see what happens. And to this day, those five, no, I've like, I think there's eight, there's like eight core ones that I have that I just say them and I, and I can just like eyes closed, you know, hands behind my back. I just know them, right? I just rattle them off because that's what I know. So then if I go to journal, I'll write them out again. So I'm always reinforcing these things about myself. And sure enough, most of them have come to pass. Like I am happy. I am genuinely happy. Do I get sad? Sure. But on the whole, am I genuinely happy? Yes. I am a happy person. Um, Am I healthy? Yes. Do I have certain things that are not so great? Like I have this chronic neck and shoulder thing. Yes. But am I healthy? I am. I'm very healthy internally. And, you know, um, I thank God for that every day. Um, I think about, you know, wealthy and wealthy is not just about money. It's about having all things that you can appreciate, right? And just be grateful for. So am I wealthy? I am wealthy by the way that I judge it. Um, financially, yes, but also just in the relationship emotionally, have. Emotionally. emotionally wealthy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. When I started saying those things, like I wasn't making the income I am now. So I'm thinking that it worked somewhere along the way. <laughs> Exactly. Totally. And I'm loving the affirmation. And I mean, I have an eight year old, nine year old daughter, <laughs> and I'm just getting her starting the affirmation because another That's thing that great. you mentioned quickly was the mirror, right? Like that was another thing that worked for me a couple of years ago. And I still mm-hmm. have them, you know, and when yep. I was just talking about that to my daughter, like we're going to create some affirmation and put it on your mirror. When you wake up in the morning, you say those. And she was like, what is the purpose? I'm like, because it's just training your mind to, because your mind will trick you you know we trick you and yeah. imagine you wake up in the morning just like you're brushing your teeth and you're saying those affirmations you know I'm exactly i'm happy i'm healthy you know i'm strong and it just pump you get you out so because like you say what story are you telling yourself because when you tell yourself some amazing story about you other people can no longer define you, you know, you get to define yourself. And usually when kids are growing up, you know, it's important to define who you are that way, you know, and who you are. And I want to talk a little bit and shift to faith because I know you're a woman of faith and faith and resiliency goes hands in hand, right? So a thousand percent. Yes. (laughs) So let's explain on that a little bit and how your faith plays into how resilient you are. So my faith has definitely been the cornerstone of my survival. Um, And I mean that through and through. I mean, God is the reason why I'm still here today. Because even in my darkest times, there were times in my life where I didn't feel like living. And I know that God is the one that brought me through that. Like, I can't even... Like there's no doubt in my mind, right? Because who else would have taken away such evil thoughts, right? So, and I'm grateful to God that was like 20 years ago, you know, when I was going through a really bad time. So I know that I'm here. I'm here for a purpose. I know that God has plans for me. Uh, what they are exactly is not always clear, but I tried to listen. I tried to uh, pay attention to different things that are happening in my world. Um, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in divine timing of everything. And what I've also realized is that surrender is huge. Surrendering and trusting in a power that is greater than yourself is by and large one of the most important pieces that I think has truly helped me become the woman I am today. 
totally uh, totally i mean i couldn't say any better and uh i think that's one of the things that draw me to you the first couple of times that we spoke because mm -hmm. for me and i'm writing a book and uh the two important pieces that I put together is really the beginning, grounding yourself, you know, got to ground yourself. And I keep having this picture of like us human being, human being walking in a, in a forest, you know, and there's mm -hmm. a wind, different wind coming toward you and you have to be grounded, you know, maybe grounded from the bottom because I feel like you, you, you that's where you put your feet, but you got to be grounded by a higher power and for me the higher power is god and that's how you traverse every situation every journey you know it's not going to be pretty you know but grinding yourself into higher power god help you go through every situation and that's where your resiliency really come from you know knowing that you know i'm here for a reason i have a purpose and uh, if I, i've been through that i can go through another one and there's always a happy ending so and it's a cycle that we go through and that is actually life that's absolutely right and i could feel it as you were saying it um yeah i mean without without a higher power like who do i have to thank in the morning when i wake up you know exactly. um and i know especially everything i've gone through this year like i said losing my mom was by and large the the worst thing that could have that i could have experienced this year the broken foot the stolen car being locked in the house a few months <clears throat> i can deal with those things right but losing my mom was i mean that was significant and I remember I was up at the hospital and she wasn't conscious, but I was at her bedside and I was pleading and almost begging her to wake up. And <clears throat> I haven't shared the story all that often, but I'm starting to share it more. And I was just sobbing and sobbing and holding her hand. And I had on a Christian song by um, Hillsong. I think it was by Hillsong. Hillsong Worship. And uh, it was a beautiful song. It was called Oceans. And I was playing it in her ear and I'm crying and I'm sobbing and I'm like angry and I'm just really emotional. Right. And I experienced something that I would only describe as being supernatural, right? Because there's no other explanation for it. But in the midst of this happening, I felt this energetic like jolt to my body and yet I was filled with absolute peace mm. and I wasn't crying anymore. I wasn't begging. I wasn't, I was just peaceful mm. and I held my mom's hand and I kissed her forehead and I stepped away and I sat down and I said, I think I got it, God. I said, yeah. I understand if you need to take her. And I completely surrendered it. Mm. And a lot of people have said to me, you know, you're doing so well, because I was very close to my mom. And I said to them, but it's also because I have a strong faith and I feel like I know where she is I know that I'm connected deeply to her in spirit. Yes. And I know that I'll see her again. And that's the truth. Now, are there days where I go and I just sob out of nowhere because I see something or hear something? Or, Of course. Um, but by and large, I'm at peace because I was given that moment right. to have that peace where I knew that I was going to be okay. Yes. And I even gave her permission to go. That's and amazing. personally, I feel like I experienced her transferring her light to me so that I could continue doing beautiful work in the world. Totally, totally. And that's what I was going to say that every time you lose somebody so close, you know, you have an angel looking out for you totally yeah that is giving you it's it's like you have another wing a superpower you have like an angel that you know by name that you can call upon you know and um 
this year has been very, very, very tragic, you know. It has for everybody. For, for everybody. everybody, you know. And I, I was trying to reach my phone and remember the quote, but I will um I will um not cite the exact quote, but I was telling one of my friends that lost her brother not too long ago that, you know, and because she's going through that, you know, it's so fresh, she's going through that and it was so sudden and he he's so young, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling her that take your time, you know, and um you and I read a quote somewhere and I'm gonna quote it in, in, in the show note definitely because it really touched me and immediately I'm just one of those people is I I have I I easily feel people feeling. I don't know if that's okay, but you know, like when when somebody close yeah. to me is feeling something, it mm-hmm. get to me, you know. So when I saw this quote, I automatically thought of her because she was one of the person that I know super close that was grieving. But the quote, you know, not citing directly, say you can have a joy and grief in the same moment, you know. Yes, it, it's okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have joy and grief. And when I send it to her, she just send me this big heart. She's like, oh my God, this is what I'm going through. One day I'm like grieving, like, oh my God, I can't believe God you're doing this. And then the other day, I'm just happy that his kids are here. And I remember all the memory. And I was like, this is going to be, that's what the articles, I mean, that's what the, the quote was saying, you know. And uh, It's absolutely true. And that's, I think, what you know people have asked me. And they're like, but how are you doing? it. You know, I have friends who are like, I would have fallen apart. I would like, I wouldn't be able to function. I wouldn't be able to work. And here you are like starting a podcast and you're working and you're doing well. And, and I said, look, it doesn't mean that I'm not crying. It doesn't mean that I'm not sad. It means that I'm allowing myself to feel it fully, but not get so overwhelmed by it that I feel like I'm not functioning. And again, if this had happened 20 years ago, I'm pretty sure it would have knocked me down pretty hard, really hard. Yet I took the time to do the counseling and the therapy and the meditation and the Reiki and the practice and the yoga. And it's like, (laughs) I've been working on myself for the last 25 years. I mean... It's a good, good to know finish, it's paying off. It's a good finished product, you know? Yeah, like it's, I'm okay with it, we, you know? We're always work in progress, but it's super important, you know? And that's what I really want to end before we, we leave here. It's very important for, for each of us to work on ourselves, you know, to define, you know, what is it that we need to do to go from... Because you, you, only you can know, you know, you have to know what is not working for you. What are the, the gap? What are the em- empty spots in your, in your heart, in your feeling, you know? And I always say, one of the things that I always say in my podcast is we got to stop t- telling ourselves stories, you know? Because the stories is the one that kill you a lot, you know? So if you can comment on that, that would be good. Like, what are the stories that we need to stop telling ourselves? Because I know you started out and say we need to tell ourselves um we need to tell ourselves some good stuff about ourselves. But at the same time also, we need to stop about the story, especially, you know, family stories or, you know, things that has happened in the past or things that is happening now that, you know, there's so many things that are negative happening around us, but not only turning off the noise, but what are the stories that we need to, you know, stop telling ourselves? Absolutely. So I think for certain you have to identify like what were some of the things that happened to you as you were growing up and what were the people who are most influential in your life saying to you about either life or about you, right? And so for example, if you grew up in a home where your parents, if if you had two, if you had one, you know, whatever it was, a blended family, but let's say they were always talking about how they didn't have money mm. and that money was, was um, you know, never uh, an abundant thing. It was just they were always struggling that, you know, well, we work really hard and we still have nothing to show for it. As a child, you're taking all that in, right? And what's happening is you're developing a relationship with money, which is this is going to be hard. I'm always going to be broke. No matter what I do, I'm always going to be behind the eight ball. Um, I love this. Money doesn't, money doesn't grow on trees, right? We were all taught that as kids, money doesn't grow on trees. And like, we get it like, okay, ha ha ha. Like it doesn't grow on trees. Like you can't just make more of it. But in reality, you can make more of it. You can work, you can find honest, 
decent, good paying work. In this day and age, if you know how to use a computer and you've got a skill set that will provide a solution to somebody else's problem, you can make money. And so that's an, that's an example, right? A lot of people struggle with that. They struggle with, um, is it okay to make money, right? Maybe you grew up hearing that, you know, wealthy people were um, selfish, right? Um, you know, or, or wealthy people, you know, were wealthy because they, they just stomped on everybody else, right? And didn't care. They were mean and they were selfish and that's why they had a lot of money. Those are stories. Those are generational stories. Those are uh, family stories that need to be examined and re-examined, right? So we have to look at it and sort of say, hey, is this why I struggle with money or is this why I always feel like I'm broke? Is this why I feel like I'm always hustling and I'm not making enough money or I'm spending too much money? You have to look at where's that coming from and you have to decide to break the cycle, right? You have to rewrite the story, but you can't rewrite what you haven't already acknowledged. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. Yes. Totally. I love all those. Those are like good nuggets that people can take away. Thank you so much. One last uh, um, question that I like to ask all my guests is what do you do to up your confidence every day? Miss Lisa Mary. So one of the things that I really love to do, um, and this is aside from exercise and my affirmations right. and like all that good stuff, Something that I do every day that really and truly brings me joy, makes me feel good, makes me feel like I'm doing good things for my body is that I'm really intentional about the way that I eat and I'm very intentional about the way I even prepare my food. Mm. So a prime example, like I, I love salad and I am a vegetarian, but I will have fish on occasion. And if I'm making like a really big salad um, for dinner, which is what I do like a hundred days out of, you know, a hundred, um, I make sure that when I'm cutting it up, like I'm enjoying the process. I'm enjoying mm. looking at these beautiful colors and this really healthy, nutritious food that I am blessed and grateful to have because I know not everybody has that luxury. Not everybody has the ability to stand on their own two feet and create a beautiful, you know, array of colors and textures. And so I pay attention to those things. And even though I eat the same every day, which I know that sounds a little bit crazy to some people, I eat the same thing every day for like the last 10 years. I'm talking breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, everything. Like I'll change up like a little bit. Like I have an apple at lunch every day, so I'll change the variety of apple right? But it's still got to be an apple. Um, I'll change salad dressings, but it's still got to be a big salad, right? So those are the only changes I make. And I mean that sincerely. So I, even now, which is so funny to me, like I get excited when it's time to eat. I'm like, Ooh, yay. It's almost lunchtime. I'm like a kid. I'm like, I'm like, I get my almond butter sandwich and my Ezekiel bread and and I'm going to eat my organic apple and I'm going to crunch on my brown rice crackers and I'm going to just love this food because I love the way it tastes. And I love that I'm great. Like I'm blessed enough that I have, I have amazing food at my disposal. I don't have to like, and, and, and again, I'm saying this in a humble way, but in a way that I'm really acknowledging it. Like I am so grateful and so blessed that I don't have to worry about like, oh my God, how much is this? Is this on sale? Do I have to put mm. it back because I can't afford to buy, you know, diapers or food for my other family members or something? Right. Like I'm in a position now where it's like, if I want to go to the store and I want to buy all organic food, I buy organic food. I don't even think about it. Right. And that's a really beautiful place to be. Yes. And so it does make me feel confident because I know I'm putting good things into my body. I know I'm feeding myself well. I'm keeping my immune system up. I'm keeping my energy up. I'm hopefully, you know, putting a lot of antioxidants into my body so that I can age well and feel good. And so, yeah, that makes me more confident. It's working. <laughs> I love Thanks. it. I love, I love your answer. It's like you feeding your internal body and then it's making you confident from the outside. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So how can we follow you? Can you share your social media? What are you up to? What are the side things that you got going on? 
Absolutely. So I would love, love, love to connect with any of you on, uh, let's see, any social media platform because I'm on all of them. So Facebook, just look me up, Lisa Marie Peppy. Um, Instagram, it's at Positive Transformation Coaching. I think you'll have the link, um, or at least by the time we air this, you'll have the link. Yes. Um, and definitely check out my podcast, The Resiliency Factor with Lisa Marie. And that's on iTunes, it's on Google, it's on Spotify, Stitcher, all the good, you know, big time uh, platforms. Awesome. So just feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was Thank fun. You. Yes, it was great. Thanks. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Lisa. As we discussed, Lisa and I share how resiliency is rooted in our faith. So I wanted to expand a little bit on my faith and how our faith is manifested in our life and the impact of faith on resilience. I see so many folks that are supposed to be religious folks, some really faithful church-going folks, you know, but they don't have a strong faith backbone. They don't take the time to develop and grow their faith. Faith is like a muscle. It also needs to be grown. Faith is a personal relationship with a higher power. In my case, it's God. But most folk I see and I observe, they put their faith in people, well, in the men of, so, men of God, so-called. Preacher, prophet, you can put a name in the rabbi, uh, preacher, etc. They worship the man of God as if he is the one that drives everything. Then they get shocked when the man of God disappoints them or make a huge mistake. We've seen in the news and in social media when the so-called man of God perhaps kill his wife. There was a recent story in the news about that. Or a man of God in the church sexually assault or abuse teenager or teenage boy in the church. Or even better, most recently, men of God, leader of church, tried to tell us who to vote for because of the personal belief or the personal gain, for personal gain. We need to get back on focusing our faith as a personal relationship with God. Everything you need, you have a direct link and line to God and the same power. And we all have the same power. We are actually all children of God, all of us. We need to act like it instead of giving our power and privilege for order to abuse it. I'm not saying not to follow a religious leader. What I'm saying is that you should not be you should not be your, there should not be your way to God. You ought to get educated, inspired, motivated to grow your faith yourself. For me, it's simple. God is the author and finisher of my faith. My resiliency is rooted in my faith, and I know God got me. I know 2020 has been dramatic, tough, tough year. You could have gotten COVID. You could have lost your job, lost client, lost money, lost your entire life saving, lost your business, lost so many business deals or contracts, or almost lost your car or got your car repossessed. Or even you had to decide between giving your kid food, putting food in your pantry, paying for your debt, or pay for your car. You could have even get injured, you know, broken your feet like myself, fell down a, a, a stair, or even had a car accident. But you are still here. You are here for a reason. You're here because you are resilient. You're here because you have went through hell and back. Some people are even shocked you are still smiling and standing. But it's simply because your God, our God, my God is great and is great.
greater than our current situation. My God is great, and he got me, and he got you, and he got all of us. In fact, physical strength is measured by what we can carry, spiritual by what we can bear. Never quit. Just know that once you have the source approval, everything you have, you ask in due time, this will happen. This has been a tough year, but when you look hard, you can still find something to be grateful for. There's, that is where you can begin to pick it up back. I love to tell this analogy about an elevator. Elevator, when you press the elevator button, you request the floor that you want to go to and you wait for the floor to arrive. You wait patiently. You have a certainty that this floor, the elevator is going to open and you're going to get it and it's going to take you to your exact safe floor. So it's the same thing when we come to God, when we ask something for God, when we have a personal relationship and we have our faith in God, we have to be waiting. We have to be patient. When it comes to our God Almighty, we have to practice patience. And I like to always share the three P of success, planning with prayer, persistence, and patience. That is what has been helped me for years and kept me resilient all this year, no matter the up and down that life throws at me. So to conclude, I want to say life goes on. Life doesn't get easier or more forgiven. We get stronger and more resilient. Lisa Mary, I want to thank Lisa Mary for sharing her personal story and her journey with resiliency. She's available to speak on self-improvement, empowerment, resiliency, overcoming obstacles, confidence building, positive psychology, entrepreneurship, online business growth and development, and online visibility strategy. So I'm going to make sure I share all her links, all her website in the show notes, and you can check it out and visit her page and listen to her podcast, Resilient Factor. She has some amazing guests there. And to finish the show today, I want to share with you no one but two quotes because they are so valuable, and I hope it can inspire you. The human spirit is stronger than anything that can happen to it. This is God. Women, I like this quote because it talks to us as women. Women are like a tea bag. They expand when you put them in hot water. Eleanor Roosevelt. Again, thank you for listening. I wanted to tell you about the another podcast that I have 3R Book Club and 3R Club is a read, review and recommend book for professional women to help us to empower us to equip us and to elevate us to live our God-given potential so it's definitely an extension of um, up your component podcast goes up one of the things that I love, love doing, and I keep hearing you guys telling me that I love to say that I love, love, love doing, is really that I'm a knowledge broker. But how do you get the knowledge? You really get the knowledge by reading books. And uh, this is something that I've been doing for years. I don't flip page anymore. But I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I really want to invite you to our hashtag 3R Club. It's on Facebook. Uh, you can send me a DM message and I will invite you. And uh, this is a uh, group where we read books, women book club where we read books. So I wanted to invite you guys, you know, because uh, I do know that I do mention a lot of books here. On this podcast and uh, i want to make sure that you have that opportunity as well to join the hashtag 3r club and also if you cannot you can definitely listen to the hashtag 3r book conversation podcast
same place spotify or any of the uh, podcast player of your choice thank you listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed the conversation and find it inspiring or educational, please share with your friends, family, and colleagues because sharing is caring. And when you up your confidence, your friends will up their confidence too. Leave us a review and also follow our Facebook page, Up Your Confidence. We are growing and excited to continue the conversation. You can always DM or email your host on Instagram at Z-Square 4 and Z-Square on all other social media or visit her website at zsquarecorner.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, remain blessed, and up your confidence every day.